Hi, my name is Steve Hobbs, and you're listening to County Connections, the official podcast for the Missouri Association of Counties. We're here to promote county government and discuss issues that affect Missourians at the local, state, and national level. Hi, everyone, and welcome to County Connections, Mac's official podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hobbs, and I am joined by a very special guest. Before we introduce him, I want to remind our legislators of the goals of this podcast. It's to bridge the gap between you and our local, state, and federal government officials. Our guest today represents Scott County and is the current Assistant Majority Floor Leader. He is a former presiding commissioner and served 18 years on the Scott County Commission. Let's welcome Representative Jamie Berger. Thank you for having me, and I always enjoy sharing thoughts about county government. Jamie, we've known each other for a long time, both former commissioners. I know that our members, a lot of them already know you, but we've had so much turnover in our in all of our elected officials' offices that about 44 of our commissioners are new this year, about a third of the county clerks. So it would be good for people to kind of know a little bit about who Jamie Berger is. So you want to talk to us about that? Sure. I spent 18 years on the county commission, 12 years as presiding commissioner. You know, we were able to accomplish many things while I was on the Scott County Commission. You know, uh, we created a new correctional facility. Uh, The courthouse was completely remodeled. We paved many roads. Uh, We creation creation of uh, drainage districts and water biggest one of the biggest water public public water supply districts in the state. So this had a lot of accomplishments, and I thought I'd take this on to the state level and see where it takes me. So you ran for the state house. Uh, Some people say that's a step down. Others will say it's a step up. But uh, when you have a passion for getting things done, I guess that was the next logical move for you. Well, I think it was. And, you know, I kind of always thought I had something to offer maybe on a state level. When we talk about and, and coming up here and having the background of uh, county government is such a blessing. It kind of puts insight into what's going on. You know, we don't like on a state level when the federal government puts mandates on us and don't give us the money to support those mandates. And I don't think we should do it on the county's backs either. Yeah, and you voted that way in your time up here. And, and our members really appreciate that. So now we're talking to you, and you're the assistant majority floor leader. What made you decide to run for this position within your caucus? You know, when I look back on my work career, I, I started as a salesman at a tr- tractor dealership, and I be- end up being the store manager. I started at a, as a laborer at the uh, at the cement plant, and ended up being one of the managers at the cement plant. I started as an associate commissioner and ended up being presiding commissioner of the county. And, and I feel like I have leadership qualities, leadership abilities. I, I get along good with people. Uh, you know, I respect their opinion, but at the same time, I try to get my policies moving forward. And I thought the assistant majority floor leader was maybe a stepping stone to hopefully majority floor leader. I'll see where that takes us. And, and for our listeners out there, this is a critical, important piece for us as county leaders because now when Missouri House leadership is talking and they're talking about county issues or local government issues, they have an expert as part of their leadership team. And for us, that's just a huge deal. Well, I think it is. You know, not too long ago, we had a meeting with uh, Governor Parson and the House leadership group were in there. And they went around and asked each one of us what our opinion was about something. And I'm able to interject that opinion on a level that everybody listens to, too. So... Uh, I, th- I think it's plus to have someone from county government with that background in this position. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can explain that. 
This episode is brought to you by Stronghold Data. What would you do if your county was hacked? Now is your chance to find out. Stronghold Data, a Mac Platinum partner in association with the Missouri Department of Homeland Security, is excited to announce six new ransomware tabletop exercises across Missouri this year, exclusively for public sector officials. This is your opportunity to experience a simulated significant cybersecurity incident and work with your peers to examine your response preparedness in terms of coordination, collaboration, and information sharing. Visit strongholddata.com events to find a tabletop near you or contact Stronghold Data at info at strongholddata.com or 417-627-9878. Seating is limited, so register today. So I, I was going to ask you what, some, what were some of the initiatives you're trying to push through this year, but in your position as assistant majority leader, you're trying to get 100 different issues done to help members of your caucus. But talk to us about some of the things that are important to you this year. You know, uh, one thing I just filed a bill and I'm presenting this evening is uh, water rights in Missouri. We're blessed with uh, extremely good water rights, and we don't want those water rights to be exported out of the state of Missouri. So I'm actually presenting this evening in conservation because we have some of our western states or southern states that don't have the benefits of the water supply that we do. So we want to make sure those water rights are protected. You know, I was, uh, was watching a, a piece on the news the other night, and it was talking about uh, citizens in Arizona selling their water rights to pump that, to pipe that water to California, and uh, that's uh, something that's becoming more and more important to our country as the Western states continue to suffer through drought, and they're seemingly farming the desert and want to live in the desert, and yet they don't have the water resources to maintain that. Uh, it's really important that we maintain our water supply here. You know, for our farmers and ranchers, we pump so much water in southeast Missouri growing our crops, as you well know, and, and, and you guys that are raising cattle and far, farmers and ranchers, we need to make sure we protect that and safe drinking water and reliable drinking water. You know, one thing I want to realize every time a law is passed up here, I always have to think about what impact does it have on the guy that lives on County Highway 407? What impact does it have on Benton City, where, the city of Benton where I live? What impact does it have on Scott County? And I think those are the things we have to take in effect more than we have in the past because sometimes we just pass something and we have an, it has an effect on somebody down the road. I keep a list of 10 people's names in my desk drawer that I call about things that I don't know about, and there's a lot of things I don't know about. So I realize on them to give me the, the skinny, the truth on how they feel about it. What's the good about this? What's the bad about that? And that kind of helps me expand my knowledge. You know, I read some bills sometimes and don't quite understand them, so that's when I get my list out and call people from home. Yeah, and I think that's a sound proven practice on, on the way to operate as, as a member of the General Assembly. Uh, we're seeing a lot of bills filed this year by on both ends of the building that are addressing property taxes or sales tax at the local level. And uh, I know our members are spending a lot of time up here trying to educate folks saying, hey, if you if you make these changes, it's going to have this ramification on your local fire protection district or your ambulance district. Do you have advice for us as members on how we can do a better job communicating the issues we fight out in the counties? You know, one thing I kind of always brag on when I first got here on Wednesday, I saw the cowboy hats and the big belt buckles and the cowboy boots. And I thought the cattlemen do some of the best job of lobbying for their industry that I've seen. I think the more faces there are in the capital to visit with your le legislator is a plus. 
you know, we talked about personal property taxes. Uh, myself and Representative Roger Rudy and Representative Brad Hudson had a meeting, and we called in some local assessors and collectors and, and kind of uh, talked about the bill that we were talking about, personal property taxes, because I don't think anybody wants to see a one-year-old vehicle prices go up as far as taxes are concerned. Right. And that's something we're trying to negate. We've talked about that, but we can't go overboard. You know, we have to keep things in check, but at the same time, we have to make sure that the uh, our library districts, our fire di- districts, our uh, our schools have the money to operate. You know, I was talking to a senator, and they said, well, you know, uh, your people back home sh- locally should be concerned about taxes and wanting to cut taxes. And I go, you know what? My people back home are concerned about making the trains run on time. That's what you do in local government and county government. And the high-level policy is sometimes misplaced on us when we're worried that uh, an ambulance district or a fire district that may have sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year on to operate on, and all volunteer firefighters—that's who uh, rural Missourians depend on to save their home. And uh, their insurance rates go up if they can't, they don't have the wherewithal to provide that fire protection. So there's just so many different. Whenever you do something, it's like throwing a rock in a pond. It's so many ripples that float out there, and we're just fortunate to have someone like you to kind of damp out some of them ripples. Well, I think, too, we always look at cutting taxes as a state of Missouri, and I'm all for cutting state income tax and corporate taxes and stuff, but I don't know why we always want to venture into cutting other people's taxes. The county government knows what they need, what they need to, to enforce, what they need to have to make sure all their facets of government are operational. And we don't need to impose on those things. Yeah, and all those taxes were voted on by local citizens, weren't they? Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, Jamie, uh, it's a pleasure having you in the building down here. And this is an oasis for any county elected officials that come up to visit the Capitol. Be sure and stop by and see Jamie Berger, see Peggy McGaw, see Roger Reedy, see Brad Hudson, the other members of our former county family that are now here in the General Assembly. If you come up here, make sure you stop and, and touch base with them because they need your help spreading the word about what county government is. Without a doubt. And, and every organization that has been coming by has been stopping in here. They kind of tell me what their concerns are from public administrators to assessors to clerks to commissioners. And we need to hear those things so we can share that with our people that we associate with in the capital. Jamie, it's been a real treat to visit with you here today. And I know our members are really going to enjoy your comments on this. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on County Connections, Mac's official podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And if you enjoyed listening, make sure to follow wherever you listen to podcasts. To keep up with the Missouri Association of Counties, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Mo Counties. We'll see you next time.